0: start off our message, and then we're going to drop back and pick up a few things. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Um, put your finger there on the Bible. Uh, I was was going through my meeting this morning and was, was talking to the pastors and deacons. I said, take out that card uh, that you all have in your, in your bulletin, this yellow card, and it just kind of talks about the ways to give here at the end, end of the year giving. If, if some of you guys uh, are wanting to give, you, there's a lot of ways, you know, through the basket today and the app and the, and the scanning and all that. But turn back over, and, and here's why you need to invest in a good church. Uh, Pastor Mark informed us. He said, I want to let you know, not everybody... Is, is blessed like we are that are doing the things we're doing um i think there are some that are doing some great things out there but when you're investing in something you always want to make sure that your money's going towards something really good would you agree for that um it's not just uh so here it is let's look at some of the things that happened in 2023 32 people got saved for christ hallelujah, hallelujah. There's 21 new members who've joined our church. Got one new location, 47 baptisms, 29 families were helped in the Ride for Rocky. Uh, The Facebook page has grown from 24,000 to 48,000. I didn't think anybody was watching it, but... uh. And our, uh, our growth in our podcast has went up 204%. We've had 1,200 uh, 1, downloads in 2023, and our YouTube uh, viewership has increased 37% from 6,000 to 8,000. So people are out. Oh, and I was supposed to tell you this, the building on the rock, everybody's wanting to know what the building on the rock is when you see that in the website or maybe on your offering card. or what. Look at that there and it's anything to do with roofs and gutters and air conditioners and and all that stuff and window repairs and stuff. So I was kind of putting that perspective. Most of you guys have one or two air conditioners maybe at your house. I think we have 13 or 14 at this location Uh, and probably that many at the other location and maybe half of that at the other location. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff to take care of, amen, Uh, and we can do that, uh, me and you. God's uh, given us plenty of resources uh, and things like that, amen. Let's get back, verse 28, so thank you guys for doing that, and thank you for being great givers this year. And he came to her uh, and said, greetings, oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. So think about this and put yourself in these shoes for just a second. Now, I want to let you know you're not going to have the the Savior of the world carried around in your womb, but God's wanting to do something in your life spectacular just like he did in Mary's life. So follow the story and put yourself in here. Uh, But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. A lot of times when God's wanting to do something in our life, we get scared. Because we like our old life. We like a recliner this way or coffee this way or this, everything just this way. And if God comes in and screws anything up, it's like really crazy. Amen. And I even thought that in my life before I was born again, you know, hey, there's no way I could ever, you know, get out of this life. It's too much fun, you know, doing all the stupid things you did. Um, So when God's trying to deliver you out of that, know that anything God does is going to be better than the way it was before. And and I'll elaborate on that as we keep going. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the throne of the father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And in his kingdom there will be no end. So this kingdom that you're investing in, that you've been born again into, has no end to that kingdom. But the other kingdom, the kingdom of the hellfire and damnation, It also never ends, but it's a lake of fire, okay? It's not much Christmas story there, but nonetheless, it's true. You decide where you want to go today, amen? God has provided a way through this manger that we're talking about today, through the birth uh, of a risen Savior 33 years later. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So let me set the lights down just a little bit, and I want to speak to you about that. So today, close your eyes. The Holy Spirit will come on you if you will allow it to happen. And if you're one of these religious nut jobs that go, I don't want the Holy Ghost in my life. I don't want that. I want to live my life secularly and serve the world and all that. Then this message ain't for you. But if you want something supernatural to happen in your life, you just acknowledge God today on this Christmas uh Christmas story say hey I want, I want God to baptize me in his Holy Spirit and I want something very special to happen in my life and then this will be for you the same way it is for Mary so the most high will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be uh, called holy the son of God and behold your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son in the sixth month with her who is called barren for nothing will be impossible with God Amen. nothing Bible, all those things you hoped and dreamed about can happen with the help of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the first scripture I ever put on my refrigerator and I looked at it every single day. And I believe that God could do anything in my life, but you have to allow him. When you ask him to come into your house and clean up these areas, you got to allow free reign in your world. Nothing will be impossible with the power of God. Listen to this, and listen to what Mary said. Here's her reply. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant. So it's quite, quite contrary to where we're at living in the United States of America now. Everybody wants to know how much can they get? How much can I receive? You owe me something. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says whoever is going to be first needs to be last. Whoever wants to be recognized the most needs to be a servant of the Lord. Amen. So let the Lord know today that you're ready to serve. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So this is the word of the Lord, amen. Let us pray. Lord, my prayer for myself is I want to be recognized as the chief servant of this church. And Lord God, my prayer is is that your members and your children realize the way to be first is to be last, that they need to be servants like Mary, that they have to be willing to give up their life, they have to be willing to give up their comfort, to be willing to give up their their own personal things so you can work mightily in their life. And I pray today, Lord God, as we give today in the basket that it would be, a great gift that you would receive and honor. And I pray a blessing, a Christmas blessing on all the families who are here, who are one of the locations today, or watching the broadcast. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Applaud the Lord and let the basket come by. Turn the lights up. Thank you, Lynn. God bless you. All right, turn with me into Luke 2. So, my daughter was singing a song that was titled Noel. Noel means to be born. Say that with me, to be born. And I actually had that song shifted in the in the playlist for a certain reason. So she, she sung that song so I could tag it to my message and it'll come and you'll have to get the Kleenexes out for the for the rest of the message today. It it, it means a lot to me. Uh, to be born. You guys were born, Jesus was born, your children were born, and, and that kind of thing. It's very important to know what exactly in Latin that that means to be born. And it, it, Bob, it really touched my life when I, when I heard the song. I, was, I called Jess, I go, Jess, switch that song to the end. I got to tag that to the message. Has God ever done that in your life where you go, oh, you know what, I got I to change things up just a little bit. God needs, God's saying something to me, and I need to adjust my clock to what God is doing. Amen? Amen. I got got to adjust to what God's doing. We know what your plan is. We all know that. But God's wanting to do something very, very special in everybody's life today. And, And I want you to listen to this story because it's going to be like no story you've ever heard before during Christmas. So here it goes. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. So, listen to this very carefully, and I think your Facebook friends need to know this that the whole world recognizes the birth of Jesus. And you, hold, hold on for a second. You, hold on for a second. I, w- I want to talk to all your heathen friends. <laughs> Every morning, they get up and they either look at the calendar. That's on the wall, or they look at the one that's on their phone. Would you agree? Most of them do. That have jobs. If you don't have a job, it doesn't matter what day it is. (laughs) So, when you get out and you look at the calendar, the calendar is divided either B.C., before Christ, or A.D., Anno Domini, which means year of the Lord. So, it's all determined by the calendar. And they all recognize... That 2,000 years ago, something very powerful uh, and, and something very evident happened in the world. And it was the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh, and, and praise God, my wife, she was handing out calendars. You know, like everybody gets calendars, like 2024 20, calendars. and Hand them out. Some of her, like, you know, uh, horse-drawn Carriage and all these different things, and then there was she had like four of them. And then, and then I seen one with Ronnie Reagan on. I was like, "Oh, give me that one right there," <laughs> of him on his farm and stuff like that. So I just, I just thought that was good. That was a, that was a, one of the best gifts. Um, but anyways, listen to this. So Caesar Augustus said that everybody should be registered, and it's not just a registration; it's taxation. So not much has changed in 2,000 years. So everybody lines up. Do this with me. <laughs> Here to be taxed. Here to register. Right. And now they, now you register differently. You, on your phone and, and everybody's got your stuff. And you'll even have people, some real brilliant people call you and try to get your bank account number. Oh, yeah, we're going to give that to you. No, don't do that. We're driving down the road the other day, and some guy, and my wife says, it's, it's Amazon. They're calling, and they, wanna, they said, hey, your account has been hacked. <laughs> First of all, I don't know what Amazon is. I don't know what hacked means, but I understand it's not right. And then they give you this long pitch and they give you their badge number my badge number I'm so and so such I'm the Amazon police and my badge number is 214-77787 and I'm listening to my wife on the other end I'm talking to this clown on the other end. I was like give me that dang phone So I said tell him if she won't give you the her social security number and her bank account I will And the guy <laughs> hangs up cuz he knew the jig was up on that deal right Amen Um, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, so this is kind of the, this is kind of where they want you to be when you're registering your life. they are trying to dummy everything down. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor over Syria and all went to register each to his own town and Joseph went up uh, Joseph went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed. Betrothed means they're engaged, and when you're engaged back then, you followed through with the marriage. Who was with child, and while they were there, the time uh, for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. Just say that with me firstborn son. So I know you, some of you guys are stuck with bad theology and think that Mary only had one, Mary only had one child, but that's far from correct. She had many after that. Uh, James and Jude and, and, and many sisters. So there's many there's books in the Bible named after her other children, and then she also had daughters as well. Wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the, in the Isn't that just like 2023, there's no place for Jesus. And, and I said, here's a, pro- here's a prophetic word from Pastor Pat to everybody. There in, in, in 2024, you're going to hear people using the word blessing more than you ever have since you've been alive. And what that is is that's just a word where people living outside the covenant of God are wanting a blessing from God, and God can't do that. God can't bless anything outside his covenant. So what they're, they're going to want to live outside the covenant of God and hope that somebody will bless their life. But remember, God can never go against his word. So listen to this. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and light him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Why isn't there any place for Jesus in the inn or in a hospital? The same reason there's no place for him in society today in the Western world. We want Jesus to bless our lives, don't you? Shake your head, yes. Pretend like you're awake and just go, yeah. <laughs> just raise your hand. I want God to bless my life. But here's the deal. I don't want him in my workplace. We want him to bless our schools, but we don't want him in we don't want the Bibles in the schools. We want him to bless our nation, but we want to make abortion legal. Can I keep going? I'm about to. I got to tell the truth because that's my job as a Christian, as a preacher. God can't and never will bless something outside of his covenant. So anytime you remove Jesus, the devil comes in. And we we want him to bless this union, and we want him to bless this, and we want him to bless that. He can't and he won't. There will be a curse on people that are living outside the covenant of God. See, that's not much of a Christmas story, but it's the same story that I'm reading to you today is true 2,000 years later. There's no place for Jesus unless you invite him into your heart. So, all that being said, I thought I'd share a couple pictures with you. So let's throw up a couple pictures and tell me, as we stroll down memory lane, how this (laughs) Pastor Pat, what's the thing in the left-hand corner? (laughs) It's called a television. Thing weighed 200 pounds, and it was this. Remember the tube off the back of the TV? You needed an extra three feet to put it on. That on top of your, you put it on top of your stereo. You remember? They called them high fives. I've been drinking today, so bear with me. Yeah, it's about the fifth cup right there and an energy drink to boot. But listen, you see the stuff hanging off the tree? Well, we don't want to put that up because we're afraid the cat or the dog will get it. you dang skippy he's going to get it. It's called tensile. Is that environmentally friendly? I don't know. <laughs> Next. Mm, just say same and we'll move on. Next. Boy, there's a joyous family right there, isn't it? Do you remember when you you had to all the the Christmas paper was on the on the floor and everybody's around and you, and then you had to stop what you're doing just to take a picture? Like, man, this couldn't be this couldn't be anymore. I mean, like aren't you just asking me to stop everything right now? Next. Oh, yeah. The one over on the right looks like my mom. Yes, you can tease hair that high. (laughs) My mom would tease her hair so high that you know how you wore the pink and a blue scarf? You could just barely get it tied. (laughs) I I mean, it it was just like a little baby knot under here. (laughs) When you went out of the house, you had to alert the airport because it was... And then and then spray that up. <laughs> Forget about the ozone. Arlene Rankin's coming to church. <laughs> Don't act like your mom didn't do it either. That was the style back then. You know what was cool about that? Back then, let's go to the next picture. That's it, okay. You can identify the difference between the males and the females. The girls, Mr. Cope, wore the dresses back then. I wonder what happened to America. We try, we've tried to sanctify it. We've tried to fix it. We've tried to hand sanitize it. We've tried to purify it. I was thinking about this uh, craziness. And I remember going to the Christmas parties down the street. My grandma lived down the street down here in Maryland Heights and was the first settlers in Maryland Heights. She had a 700-square-foot home, and we had 32. I was counting 32 people in the basement. It was so small, you had to go outside to change your mind. Listen, here's a... And... Those kids, you know some of those kids. I, I was one of them. If you was sick back then, you just came. Right. I mean, I, I, I remember having a having a fever like a 106. They go, oh, honey, just lay there. The ground's cold over there. Lay underneath the, the tree. <laughs> there were kids everywhere. In and out, in and out. And do you remember the windows out there? Those were aluminum Sash windows, and there was as much frost outside as there was on the inside of those. Oh, you felt the. It was like, and when that thaw just drained down the wall, and there's mold all over it, it was all good back then. This is back when kids chewed on window sills with lead paint. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're one of those children. You're like, I'm a. <laughs> and your spouse is going, well, that's what happened to you. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say to you guys. The only way we can really be sanctified is through the birth of Jesus. Amen. 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 You, can, you can try to take out all that stuff and all those wonderful memories you have of Christmas, but they'll always be there, won't they? They won't always be exactly 100% correct, but those are your memories. Those are your families, and they were real experiences, and and, and God bless you all on this Christmas. Amen. Amen. I just thought it was fun to bring that up. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a savior. Verse 8, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were all filled with great fear. And I think these people are are filled with great fear because something spectacular is getting ready to happen in their life. So uh, the other day, we was having our Christmas party, for my family at my house, and all the kids were there, and the grandkids and everything, and my son said, he said, Dad, why do you think that uh, God sent his angels to reveal themselves to the shepherd boys back then? And, and we know the story. It says after the, after the shepherd boys got the information, they left the place with haste to go tell everybody. That means they they didn't waste any time. So I told them this, and and we all know this. God reveals himself to these people because he knows the job's going to get done. If he was to reveal it to a politician, they would have to call a committee together. And in the midst of us trying to figure out what we should do with us, people are going to hell. We need to leave the churches today with the Christmas story in our heart so people can be saved the same way you're saved. Can I get a witness in God's house? So an angel of the Lord appeared around him and the glory of the Lord shone around him. They were all filled with great fear and the angel said to them, fear not for hold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people, doesn't matter what color, what social status, where you where was born, how many parents you have. God came so everybody could be saved. God came to deliver his son, Jesus Christ, to be born of a baby, grown to be a man, died on the cross, raised three days later to, to deliver you and me from our sin. Amen. Amen. That's the best Christmas story of all. Amen. So he says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will be, find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was a, with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among with those whom he is pleased. So God is only pleased with those who are in faith. And it says that in Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 says it's impossible to please God without faith. So all of these people who are wanting to be blessed by God, they have to be born again to be blessed by God. Amen? Amen? I only got a few more verses, so I'm going to ask you to rise with me, and I'm going to bring my Noel point home with you. It's, it's part of this wonderful Christmas story. It's, for me, it's the greatest Christmas story ever, and I'm going to share it with you today, and I hope it moves you the way it moved me. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went with haste, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now, I want to let you know the manger that Jesus was born is not the manger that you have under your tree where it looks kind of nice and there's some fodder there and all that kind of stuff. A, a true manger is a, 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 a is, a, is a bed or a trough car, carved out of a cave where they slop hogs uh, and, and where cattle ate. And I believe that God chose his son to be born there so everyone knows it had to be a supernatural birth for a savior to come out of a cave like that. Amen? The lowliest of lowly positions. And all who heard it wondered that the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So Mary's thinking about all these things. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they heard and seen, as it had been told them. So this is the Christmas story. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'll ask Miss Carol to start back there. I want you to listen to this story here. So this this word, Noel, uh, means to be born. And obviously, he's talking about Jesus there. So we're all kind of going around the room back there in, uh, this morning. And um, we're talking about, um, I asked the guys, I said, Hey, man, think. Uh, tell me your greatest Christmas uh Story. What was your? What? What do you remember most about Christmas? And they were saying, um, they were saying this and they were saying that. I got a bicycle and all the. And you guys have all those when you think about it. Some it was this and some it was that and and different things. And then they came around and asked me. Said, Pastor Pat, what was your greatest Christmas memory? And and I thought about it for a second and instantly came when I remember my daughter was singing the song Noel this morning uh, to be born in my greatest uh, Christmas story was uh, when Keelan was born. Keelan was born seven months after my daughter was killed. So Jesus is my savior, but Keelan saved me and Vicki. Now let me tell you the story. And, and we're just like you guys. We all need, we need a, we need a, a shot in the arm from God. We all need a shot in the arm from God. I think that's why the Christmas story is, is so important and in the, in the pageantry and the, the, just the, the power that's in the Christmas story, that Jesus is, is born for all people and, and, and the cel- celebration. And I'll be real honest with you, it, Christmas was rolling around. Keelan was born on Christmas Eve. 22 years ago, today. And uh, going into that, we, was, we wasn't very joyful at all. It almost didn't have any joy, really, even though Christmas was there. But it, it, I, I can tell you this. I can tell you what God had done. And you'll be able to say that when you leave here today. You, you'll be able to walk up to your friend or your family, and God's going to touch you today, I promise you. And when you, and when you walk up to your friend, you can look at him and say, Look what God did. And whether you have a story or they have a story, somebody between the two of you has got a story. You're listening to what I'm saying? Come on, church. So we're there, and we're in a hospital, and we're just, we're, at, at that point, after you've lost a child, we was just pretty much numb. It was only seven months. And I was just like, you know, whatever, man. It's just whatever, and she's pregnant, and, and it was, you know, a deal. It was just a deal. And then she was born, And then she was born and she wasn't breathing. And I was like, you know what, man? And my pastor was there because things were pretty tense at that time. And uh, I told my pastor, I said, let me tell you something. I said, you better get in and pray for that baby. I said, because if that baby don't live, I said, I'm gonna be down here by the elevator. And if that baby don't live, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I felt like we was plagued, but we was actually blessed. Amen. And then some, some later in the day, I just stayed down there by the elevator because I was, I was ready to make an exit. Just like some of you guys. but then God showed up in that NICU and that baby got healthy and then here she is 22 years later on the stage at church singing Noel um, again Latin word for to be born And sometimes, man, watch this. Just being born is a blessing. You're not hearing me. Quit, Quit worrying about the whistles and the bells. It don't mean anything. What matters are people. That's what the Christmas story is about. It's about people. It ain't about stuff. It ain't about money. Some of you guys are waiting for God to show up. God showed up. He brought you here today to hear this message. So when you walk out of these doors, you'll be able to walk out and you may meet somebody in the parking lot. And then you'll walk up to them and here's what you need to say. Say, look what God did. Look what God did. He's got me in the in parking lot of a church. So let me end with this story. So yesterday I had some people out at the farm and we was riding horses and and all this. We had a little Christmas lunch and we was riding horses and it was just the greatest day. And then I said, let's go in in, in town and get some some food because that's my next favorite hobby. (laughs) And I go straight back to the meat counter because I identify with it. I said, man, I need you to cut me off some, I need you to cut me off a pile of meat. I got some friends that I want to celebrate a Christmas lunch. And one girl recognized me. She says, she says, and I said, when I leave here, after we get done, I said, I'm going to preach out at Moscow. And the one girl goes, so, you got a church in Moscow? I said, yeah, I got a church in Moscow. And then the other girl looked at me. She says, how many times are you going to preach this weekend? And I looked at her and I said, five she goes, my gosh, how can you preach five times? And I, and I looked at her and I said this. I said, how can I not? Amen. I said, if I didn't have to sleep, I'd, I'd preach 24-7 about what God has done in my life. You, can, you can't take off. There's too many people out there. You know who these people are. Some of your family members who need to hear about God. Tell them the greatest story ever told, the, the birth of Jesus. So here's what I'm going to leave you with. I told Vicky, I, I asked Vicky today outside. I was talking. I said, what did we do that Christmas, babe, after Sis was born? Because I don't even remember back. Our lives are so crazy. We, I don't remember. Does anybody got a look? Highs and lows. I don't even remember after my daughter was killed. But I remember when that baby was born, and I'll never forget it. So, what I'm saying to you today is if you need one of those shot in the arms from God, that's what this service is. And I'm going to invite you to come down here to the altar. And just like when they, they came down to the elevator, I'll tell you this, I'll leave you with this. They came down to the elevator where I was, and I mean that I was down by the elevator. And they came down, they said, she, she's okay. And all that, oh, it all went away. So if some of you today just need that it's gonna be okay message today, that's this one right here. I wanna invite you down here and I wanna pray for you. And I know there's a lot of you can't wait to get to this altar. And I, I'm not telling you that, that the boat ain't going to... Diane, I'm not going to tell you that the boat ain't going to rock. But you got to tell your neighbor the anchor still holds. You didn't hear me, church. I said the anchor still holds. This Christmas, the anchor still holds despite the storm. Ah, and you guys are oh. Yeah, you're at that church. Let's be honest, if we had it all together at this church, we'd forgot where we left it, wouldn't we? <laughs> We're just that church is trying to get by, ain't we? That Sometimes that's good enough, isn't it? Are you hearing me? You just, I, I just, that, just today, just go, I, I need that shot in the arm that Pastor Pat's talking about. Just that shot. And it's enough to get you over the hump today. What a great Christmas story. If you got your family and you got your friends or you got some of them, man, you, get, you got something. Because those people that are in your life right now, they're, they're, they're magical, aren't they? They're wonderful people. They're fabulous people. Let us pray together. Can you touch a shoulder while you're here? We're going to get connected and the devil will hate that, won't he, Terry? So I'm, I'm connected at my church. I'm connected with God and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's hard to beat the Holy Spirit. You can't beat him. He's he's too tough. He's too loving. He's too kind. He's too powerful. Father God, this Christmas we're we're giving up to the things we was holding on to that we thought would bring us salvation and and peace. And we're going to let go and let God. This Christmas we're gonna be set free from condemnation and, and chaos. In this Christmas, Lord God, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna enjoy each other. We're gonna love each other. We're gonna love those who are hard to love. We're gonna forgive those who are hard to forgive. And we're going to shout about your kingdom, Lord God, until you come back to get us. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's Christmas kids said amen.